Thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. This is Ears Up In-Depth. I am here with my very handsome and svelte co-host, Jeremy, from SpectroRadio.us. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm pretty great. I've missed you. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> it's, it always seems like it's a long time between our recordings, even though they are quite frequent. Now. They are, yes. They're twice a month, and uh, that's not enough time. No. That's not enough time. Well, you're up in, like, uh, you know, Manitoba or wherever you are. I don't even know where you live anymore. But you're way out in the middle of nowhere somewhere, and we're here in a big, bustling city. No, wait. Yeah, that's exactly. the other way around. Never mind. That's, uh, <laughs> that's right. But you're going to be out here on the 14th of December for our I Christmas show. I really appreciate it, just personally. I appreciate that you're willing to fork out the cash, because Ears Up can't afford to fly you out here. But uh, we can afford to put you in our guest room. With you. It'll be you and five other people. we got bunk beds. It'll be a good time. Do you really have bunk beds? No. Oh. No, but we have five other people staying with you in that one room. You know, I Not kind really. of want to get bunk beds myself. Bunk beds? Dude, I, the, like, the pinnacle of being a six-year-old child was the time that you get bunk beds. Or the cool part of, of staying over at someone's house is if they had bunk beds. And you, in my opinion, the bottom bunk was the best. Why? Because it's sort of like darker and cozier. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You can kind of hole up. And then, uh, if, if the other person is asleep or doesn't answer, you can like land your back and push up on the mattress with your feet. <laughs> and you can bug them. <laughs> that was the best part. See, I used to like to be on the top bunk and then hang down and annoy the person That's always who's good outside too. saying it. And then inevitably I would never be invited back. <laughs> Your but cousins I'm turning like, 40 no. this year, and I think that it is the perfect thing to buy myself bunk beds. <laughs> this is the next step of my life. Damn, you're turning 40. When's your birthday, Jimmy? It's January. The whole month of January. The, well, when you're 40, you get to celebrate for the whole month. That's right. It's, it's a, yeah. a doctrine. Taryn's birthday's in January, too. She'll be turning, well, I don't know. I should ask her. I should figure that out. Yeah, well, that's exciting. I know she's planning a Disney trip. For, uh, when she turns when she turns forty, uh, well, it's in this house. It's Disney World, so she's planning a Walt Disney World trip, a Disney Parks and Resorts Walt Disney World <laughs> trip. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Honestly, I do miss Disney World. I love Disneyland. I, I like Disneyland as a park and a system better than Disney World. But I'm really pumped to go to uh, Avatar World or whatever it's called, and then um, Epcot again. And that's kind of it. That's kind of it. Okay, well, uh, fine, but you're going to be there with me, so yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm going to show it to you through the my eyes. <laughs> oh, you'll have a whole different experience. <laughs> Even though Illuminations isn't there, I'll still have a good time. <sighs> Not as good as you would have had, but we'll figure well, something out. That's true. What's up with the spaceship Earth? They're redoing that or something like that, right? They're, yeah, they're redoing it. It's going to be called Spaceship Earth, the story of us. Oh, Okay, because Spaceship Earth wasn't specific enough. I guess. Uh, details have been scant <laughs> so far. Okay, well, so, um, the only thing I'm concerned about is if it's going to be open when we go in three years. Ooh. That, it's going to take, two, It's I think they said it's going to take 26 months, and they haven't closed it yet. So I don't know. Like, every day it's God. like, uh, are you guys going to do this? <laughs> And Disney parks are weird. I saw uh, on the one of the Disney social channels that uh, 
Bob Chapik was on site to help transform the Disneyland uh, park into, you know, for the Christmas like thing. And he was like helping put the star up on the on the, the big tree there right on Main Street. And right. and uh, I, I didn't see all the other pictures first. I saw they had like a group photo of like the six, you know, team members or whatever that actually, you know, hang the decorations, do all the things. And I'm like, I, I don't know what Bob Chapek looks like. I have no idea. But you can pick him out of a crowd because he's very much like the CEO kind of like – I have a, a bright, nice complexion, and I've clearly never really done any hard work in the last 15 years. And everyone else has, like, scraggly beards, or they just look tired, and he's just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> like, he's been right. preparing for this moment. He probably got a mani and a petty and arrived. He was in the office all day, and then they hoisted him up. <laughs> yeah, and he has, like, a – he has one of the extension cords, and he's, like, reaching out with one gloved hand sort of, like, help support the base of the star. And everyone else has two hands on the thing, and they're doing the thing. And I get it. He probably has never done it. But it's, it was a weird photo op. I don't know. It was very weird. But um, – I have a theory. My, I have a theory. I saw that photo, and I have a sort of a theory about that photo. I don't think it's the last one we're going to see. Oh, really? You think there's a series coming? Bob Chapek gets a lot of negative press. Well, press. There's no press, but he gets a lot of negative <laughs> from uh, from the Disney Twitter crew. Yeah. There's even a hashtag, thanks Chapek. Whenever anything goes wrong, it's, you know, oh, this isn't working. Thanks, Chapek. Mm. And I think that my my initial thought when I saw that photo was that this is an attempt to boost his personality as someone who gets the parks uh, or his or his persona as someone who's in there you know he's excited because everybody wants him to be it's like you don't get us you don't get the parks you're just a, a you're in a in an ivory tower you you don't oh, have any interest in this good this is a lord bird. Hmm? good lord that's what that's what the perception is or whatever so i think this is part of a new bob chapek makeover that's a good theory man and um <laughs> I just I, well theory. I was like, oh, I guess that's what this is, and then I went back to sleep. <laughs> I, I I don't understand that. I mean, Bob Iger directing that to Iger, yes, for sure. But Cha, what is Cha? First of all, I think it's 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 mainly because Chapek is just a fun word to say. Chapek. It's very fun. Iger. You you can't help but say Iger in like a, almost like an eye roll tone, like a groan, like oh, it's Iger. Right. Uh, you know, Chapek, it's whatever. It's Petros. Petros. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. But I I feel like, you know, Chapek's doing fine in the parks. What what don't people what what do people think that he doesn't understand? Do you think he had like sign off on Star Wars land or whatever? I don't know. I feel like he's just there doing stuff. So you're probably right. It, it, it it's it's I wonder if it's less to quiet the, the Diz Twitter crowd and more of just the social team going, we need content. Can we get somebody who, <laughs> who like, is recognizable? Because that's the hard part about doing content or social media is just you, you, you have to create your own content and you have to put people out there and put people in uncomfortable positions because that's what gets, that's what gets the attention. Right. Like you don't want to give too much credence to the power of Diz Twitter because they're all no. lunatics. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So you don't want to be like, oh, they're doing it because of you guys and your idiot tweets. Yeah. But it is pretty prevalent and, and their social people must be aware at least that this is a, a an issue. So I, I 
it might be. I don't know. It's just fun to theorize these things. God knows. I'm probably all, we're all wrong. <laughs> it is. You know? um, it it is hard to to do because yes, you don't want to give weight to anything weird on on Twitter. Um, but those people that are commenting are like the reason Bob Iger did not buy Twitter years ago, and that's what he's basically said. It's poisonous. Right. It's a cancer. We don't want to do that. So I'm paraphrasing, but um, you know, it it's. I think social uh, – I know what they do is they forward stuff on to like appropriate teams, but there's no guarantee that anybody who gives a care – anybody who gives a care is going to see that or read it or whatever. Like my little email that I wrote about the prices of beer or whatever, it, it, nobody's going to – nobody cares. The only time they're going to ever read that is if they want to reflect on the prices of stuff. But they don't get notified that, well, you know, we got this email that's complaining about the, the drink prices. They probably get a 100 of those a day and it goes into a file and they just kind of go on. And, and that's, that's kind of like you're saying you can't say this is the reason why. It's because of social media. Because that gives too much weight, and you could just get bogged down listening to all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Do you think that – do you think they put more weight if someone takes the time to sit down and write a letter? No. No. No, they don't care. No, I, they, they don't care. I, I think on Twitter, um, if you DM, then I think those uh, – that communication goes somewhere they flag it or, or whatever but if you're just if you just at them i don't think that they really care if you're just venting you're just venting but um like on facebook if people leave comments i think they they flag those i mean there's all sorts of software out there that they can just pull those comments and put them in a little folder and at the time whenever but the lead of the land or with the lead of that ride or somebody in senior management wants to look at it then they can look at it but otherwise you're just kind of barking at the wind, man. All right. Well, That's my opinion. Back to barking in the wind. I don't know. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. If you haven't been to one of these parks, if you haven't been to Disneyland or haven't been to Disney World, and we've done a couple shows on how to do this properly, how to plan for your first trip to one of these parks. But I want to tell you guys, um, this is brand new, exciting stuff for us, uh, our official travel partners – our travel planners, Concy Ears. You can go to concyears.com. That's C O N C I E A R S. Um, they are essentially a vacation concierge, right? So, uh, you know, hence the name, right? So if, you, if you've never been to Disneyland, let's say, Jeremy, you've never been, ever, ever, but you really want to go, finally, you, you're able to go, but you have no idea what to do. You can listen to us, which I highly recommend. Sure, but you're still gonna. You still have to go and do all the footwork of finding out where to eat. You know what the best hotel to stay at. That changes all the time. You know, we did a hotel show maybe three years ago. I'm sure all those <laughs> all those opinions are now have changed considerably because I think there's actually two new hotels that you can possibly stay at now. So all that stuff is kind of out the window. But you want to know, you know, how to get from one place to the other. What what's the best way to tackle these parks well the folks at concierge can can definitely help you and what i like about them is that you you contact them and then you have like a 30 minute like interview sort of i don't want to call it an interview it's not really it's a conversation they want to get to know you they're very, they're built on personality and it's a it's a it's a it's a business and a company built on getting to know you fundamentally as a person so what your needs are they can meet 
So you talk to them for you know a couple minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Uh, they get to know your family. Do you have any special needs? Do you, have, do you need wheelchair access? Do you have a small child? So you want to do certain things at certain times or whatever. And then moving forward, anytime you contact them, even after your trip or during your trip, and you go, hey, I want to book a, a reservation at Carthay Circle where I happen to be shooting into town for a meeting, and I want to eat those nice firecracker duck wings. They'll book a reservation for you. You don't, you don't pay extra for that service. It's included in your ticket prices or your trip price or whatever. It's a service above and beyond the price for you to go to the park, for your ticket price. It's crazy that people don't use this. I know. Like, and- it's free, guys. There's, there's not much about Disney that's free. <laughs> Right. Okay. And when we were first talking about it, uh, me and, and, the, and the folks at Concierge, I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. So you mean to tell me that if I have an annual pass and I want to have a reservation at Steakhouse 55, let's say, and um, I can just text you and you'll book it for me? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, but what do you – What do you? why? I don't understand. Why would you do that? And he's like, because – it's the it's the it's that relationship that we have with you, and we we are happy to to do these things because you know we know a good day or we know a good time or we can do this or we can do that or like hotel rooms. A lot of places will book a hotel room and they go, okay, your hotel room's booked. But what they'll do is they'll monitor prices, and so if you have uh, let's say a super high rate, and then two months later, you know, because you're planning it out uh, a little bit, the price drops. They'll contact you and they'll go, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, I remembered that we had this uh, hotel vacation booked for you. Uh, hotel rates dropped. So I got a refund for you. That's insane. I think it is too, but I love it. I, I think that's that's really what sort of the travel business should be about. It should be these personal connections with your customers, you know what I mean? And and so what they do is they don't buy tickets in bulk and then sort of resell them at a discount, right? So they're not discounted mm-hmm. tickets. It's, it's the same exact price that you'll buy uh, from the Disney website. It's the same exact price. But you have all this other cool stuff wrapped into that. Uh, it's like a valet and a concierge and a butler kind of service all in one um, and I think it's cool. So I'm really excited to partner with these people. Uh, they're very nice guys um, and, and gals, too. They, they also have people who are employed uh, that used to be from uh, Disney. They used to be uh, their ex-cast members or whatever. So if, you're, if you've never been to Disney World, you get paired up with someone who worked there. And so you, it works on both coasts. It works on uh, – dude, it works on all the parks. Uh, it works on the cruise line. So, like, I've never done Disney Cruise. I, I really do want to because I think cruises are – I used to hate them. And then I did one, and I was like, oh, my God. I kinda oh, they're love, amazing. I kind of love this, yeah. Uh, so it, it, it works on that as well. So if you've never done any of those things, they will help you plan for that. And then, you know, so even after your trip, you go, okay, thank you very much, you guys. That was really cool. You, you, were, you were a big help. And then if you go back to your own home park, they'll still help you out. They'll still do stuff like that. They'll still help you book stuff. Or if you have a question about about uh, like handicap access to a restaurant, they will look it up. They will call Disney for you, and they will call you back with an answer. So you don't have to wow. do it. So you don't have to take time out of your day. Anyway, 
Uh, I can go on and on, but uh, I just that's a, a, a pretty cool announcement from us. They're our official travel partners now moving forward. Uh, Concy Ears, you can go to concyears.com. And if you're a reader of our blog, you'll recognize Eric Johnson. He's done a couple of our drinks blogs for us. He's a, 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 an employee at Concy Ears. And you'll be hearing his name a little bit. We'll want to get him on our show. I think he's going to try to be on the Supreme Resort as a guest, either judge or an arguer, whatever you guys call it over there. But uh, it's, <laughs> it, I, I th- it's a cool partnership, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, to work with these guys and, and, and uh, you know, get, get people uh, comfortable and, uh, you know, asking for favors, <laughs> I guess. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I personally, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I feel weird about texting. But that's, that's what they're here for. That's what they're here for. That's what they want to do. So uh, let them do it. Get out of their way, everybody. I think it's fascinating. And what I would like is to, you know, I think that it's cool that you can interact with them because once they hear a few things about you, then they'll know what to recommend. Because that's the one thing about Ears Up. It's kind of one-way communication. It's great. Yeah. But this is a little bit more interactive. And there's things that I'm sure even we haven't done in the parks. Oh, of course. Right? Well, sure, because a lot of that is, is probably dependent on your on your party as well. Sure. But you have people planning your vacation that have worked there and have you know know this or they have, you know, so many years experience doing this kind of thing. So it's a good fit. I'm 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 pretty happy with it. I'm excited. I am too. I'm gonna use them. I think you should. I'm going to use them too, man. I'm definitely going to use them for uh, for going to uh, Disney World for sure. Well, hey, Jeremy, let's get right into it, man. And if you don't mind, I'm going to go first because not only do I have a little bit of backpedaling to do on a certain topic, but I'm also very mad and then at the same time happy again. And you'll understand what I mean in a little bit, but there's a lot happening on this front, which I'll get to in a second. And so... Or if you're okay with me taking the lead on this. Well, this sounds like a roller coaster of emotions, and I'm going <laughs> to buckle myself in. It really is. It's like, that, it's like that movie Inside Out, but just all at once. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, let me ask you a question to lead off. Do you know what a fuel rod is? I, I don't know. I imagine it's something that has to do with rocket rods. <laughs> Only if, and maybe how they are powered. Yes, that's what it is. If you if if you buy enough fuel rods and you insert them, then rocket rods will work, and that's okay. what it is, right? No, it's a crowdsourcing way to uh, apply power to a ride. No, um, well, we've talked about fuel rods before, and uh, I'm sure you've heard every piece of content we've ever produced. So so maybe subconsciously. You know, but for those of you who don't know, there are small rechargeable battery packs that you can buy at certain locations in the Disney parks, as well as airports and other places. You know, you can buy them at like SeaWorld and you know stuff like that. So they're they're kind of wherever mass amounts of people are, you can usually find probably a uh, a fuel rod kiosk, and they're like a little larger than a lipstick container. So what are they? Six inches, maybe? Who knows? Um, okay, I'm sorry. I consider myself somewhat. Of a Disney expert. Okay. I have never seen really a fuel rod kiosk 
Wow. Where are they? Well, in Disney World, I don't know. But in Disneyland, the first one I ever heard about was in the, the locker rentals right off of Main Street right there, the flower, whatever. Uh, there's a kiosk there. There's one on uh, – what is that shop? This Again, I'm the world, world's worst Disneyland expert fan uh, podcast host. But this, I think it's Star Trader is the one in Tomorrowland, that like big shop that basically um, Star Tours exits out into. I think it's Star Traders or whatever. It, there's one okay. like around the corner. It's sort of where the line, well, not the line, but where uh, Space Mountain exits, and start. It's like right. It's kind of right there. It's it's technically attached to Star Trader, but it's like in that area on that side of Star Trader. There's one in the um, Small World gift shop. Dick. Okay, so they're in kind of obscure places. You're not yes. going to be buying a churro and look over and be like, "Oh, look, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, a fuel rod." Yeah, no, they're not positioned every five feet. But there's, I think there's okay. maybe three or four in, at the Disney Resort, and I'm sure there's more in, in Disneyland or Disney World. So um, they're they're out there, and uh, I, I think they're pretty neat. So here's the 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 basics on them. For thirty bucks, you get a, a, a fuel rod. Again, it's a small you know cell phone battery charger. Uh, and a selection of tiny adapters for your phone. So I have a Google Pixel 3 because I'm really cool. And uh, I was surprised to find that they had an adapter for there. And, of course, they have them for the iPhone and they have them for other Android phones. So you're pretty much you know, guaranteed to get a, an adapter that will work for your phone. If not, you can just bring your own cord and plug it into these things too because they have a USB like portal for it. Um, so you plug it in and you're off to enjoy all those little games on the Disney Parks app that okay. are draining yeah, those your are batteries. A real battery suck. Yeah, I, I haven't played too many of them. I played a couple of them. And um, actually one of them I played at uh, Breaking News. Haven't talked about this on the other show. Not really breaking anymore. But last time we were at the parks, um, we were hanging out and uh, Taryn's sister was with us on, on a Monday and she had never really done some of the you know shopping and whatever. So we were just kind of like taking our time and looking at, at some of the things. And we were in New Orleans Square and they have what is the, the Blackbeard Pirate or whatever that you can uh, pump a quarter into and he'll give you like a fortune. He'll like do a, a thing and then spit out a fortune card. Right? Have you seen okay. that guy? Yeah. Apparently you can also activate him for free through the app. It's oh, one of I mean, it's it's one of like the game like through the uh, the Disney the Disney Play or whatever it is. It's like the the games app. You you there's like um an achievement or something. So you can go there and you stand in front of it and you push a little button on the app and then it gives you a story and then it activates the machine and he spits out the story that you kind of just read on your phone and it says come back tomorrow for part 2 of this Thing So it's like a little quest or a little piece of a puzzle that you sort of have to put together, which I thought was really neat. Not only is it just on your phone digitally, but you get you actually get a little card and it looks like a lot of the other fortune cards, but it's it's different. It's specific to whatever you do on the app, which I thought was really neat. That was a very cool thing. And I forgot to mention it on the last show. So uh, if you if you're into the Disney Parks app. Check that out. Well, I never use it because I always am afraid it's going to deplete my battery, but I don't know about fuel rods. Well, so there you go. So 30 bucks, uh, fuel rods, and um, so anyways, I digress. So I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I know what you're thinking. You're probably going, well, why don't I just buy a, a cheap cell phone recharging battery pack on Amazon for 10 bucks and uh, whatever, and then you can bring it to the park. Well, right. and, and it's possibly the best part of the fuel rod system. 
I haven't told you about is that they offer free exchanges. So when your battery uh, runs out, when your fuel rod runs out, you go to the nearest fuel rod kiosk, insert the fuel rod into the system. They're barcoded. So you put it in a certain way. It reads the barcode and it spits out a freshly charged fuel rod for you for free. And so that's oh. yes, and so that's part of the the gimmick of them, right? Is you pay an upfront cost, and then you have unlimited free swaps. You go to any kiosk, and it, they're any kiosk anywhere. So if you're in the airport, you can swap it out. Before we left Disneyland, I swapped it out. I was like, here you go. I, well, I'm going to come home with a with a with a fully charged fuel rod. Now they're not they're not super powerful. They don't they don't hold a, a giant charge. You can't recharge your entire phone 100 percent with it. But they will definitely get you through the day. You know, there's a, I used one fuel rod charge for, you know, between three people. And we just, I just swapped them out like five times throughout the two days. Because you pass one, you know where one is, and you go, well, I'm just going to refresh my fuel rod. And uh, it, it was great. I thought it was amazing. I, you know, at first I was like, really, you guys can't just buy You can't bring a phone charger. First of all, do you need to be on your phone all the time? And the answer is yes. And now it's, well, <laughs> you, can't, uh, you can't just buy a, a, a battery pack, a fuel rod battery pack replacement thing for 15 bucks, and you get five times the capacity because they are, they're, they're small, right? Right. But after using them, I love them. I think they're I think they're amazing. And so I talked about it on the last show. And these exist, these dispensaries, you can, you, or near where you live also. So, like, you could go down, I don't know, CVS and drop one off there, too. Like, it's not just I don't, in Disneyland. I don't though. think so. It's, I, it's it definitely in a lot of theme parks, well, airports. Uh, I, I think okay. there needs to be, like, high traffic areas. You know what I mean? It's not just going to be, yeah, like a, a CVS or a Safeway or whatever. You can swap it out because it's really targeted for people who are on the go who are are uh, heavily using their phones airport definitely theme parks probably sports arenas i would imagine too or something like that right where you're taking sure. photos and uploading to social media and all that kind of stuff well um so yeah like i said you you pop into the kiosk get a fresh one for free at least that's the idea so here's where the twist comes in the m night Shyamalan twist if you will a few weeks ago it was uh, discovered online, someone broke it online, that the free unlimited swapping, well, that was going away. And in its replacement, a service fee, Jeremy, of how much would you pay, actually? How much would you expect the service fee to be to replace your fuel rod at a kiosk in the Disney Resort? Oh. Uh, like per exchange. $2. Per exchange. $2, really. Uh, sure. $3 was going to be the new upgraded price and the kiosks okay. were, were telling people you know you have basically like two weeks uh i think it was supposed to be november 1st was going to be the uh, the the swap so from free to three bucks and we had just we had just come back from disneyland uh the week before and had i seen that beforehand i would not have purchased one i would have gone to the cvs at night and picked up <laughs> a, a, a replacement or a, a you know a, a battery pack for myself and plugged it in at the hotel and brought it the next day i would not have purchased uh, but i did so this is this is a surcharge that is only being implemented at Disney locations though cuz like you said it's an Correct. airport so it's still free in airports it's still free at SeaWorld but disney is putting this charge on that i'm i'm not too sure about. I know that at airports, it's a dollar service charge. Okay. Um, I'm sort of getting ahead of myself, but it's 
Disneyland Disney is three dollars. So it was already different than at airports. Um, at SeaWorld, I imagine it was probably going to be the same thing. I don't know. It depends on where you want to fall. And you're talking about conspiracy theories. If Disney was trying to like squeeze money out of people, or Fuel Rod was trying to squeeze money out of people, um, I know that when you sort of roll out a new product or a new company or a new service like this, you're going to be basement level sort of bargain level pricing on stuff maybe you're losing a bunch of money until you grow the number of people who are using your product and then you hit them with a price increase assuming that some people are going to fall off maybe 25 percent but you're still going to be at least you know making money on on the product finally you can move forward with your your business uh you know that way i don't know how it works i'm always going to assume that disney wants more money because it's a dollar at the airport, and the airport services so many more people than Disneyland does, and it's a dollar. So you can't tell me that Disney doesn't see this and go, okay, well, you know, you guys can get your dollar, but we're going to take two bucks out of that. I, just, I, I don't understand that. That, that, um, that bothers me because I, I swapped my battery out five times. So that would have cost me $15 over two days right. to like change the thing. And granted, I didn't need to do it all the time. I wasn't at like 5% and I desperately needed to upload my churro photo or whatever. You know, 20%, 40%. I could probably eke it out through the day because I have to go home early because we have Alice. We have to put her to sleep. So it's, you know, 6.30 or 7 or 8. And, uh, you know, I could have made it, but I didn't want to. It was just a thing I was trying to do, right? Right. Uh, the only reason to purchase... The fuel rods is the unlimited exchanges. Otherwise, like I said, you can buy a larger capacity battery pack for like fifteen bucks. So, of course, when the news broke of the impending price change, you know, I was home. I called fuel rods. I was like, oh, uh, I want, I wanted a refund. It was only, it had only been a week previous, and you know, I called them up and I was like, look, I would not have purchased this had I known that that unlimited swap thing was going away or that you guys were going to charge me three bucks, and. Honestly, they were more than happy to help me out. They sent a, okay. a little envelope, a little padded envelope, and everything for me to, to send it back and asked zero questions, did not try to push back at all. They said, oh, of course, no problem. Uh, we just need the last four of your, uh, of your credit card that you used and the day that you purchased it on, and we'll be happy to replace that. And I go, oh. I, and I was expecting people to just – I was expecting some sort of pushback, but they were super, super – Polite. Uh, you know, in fact, on the call, uh, the gal on the phone told me that the price for exchanges at airports was, like I said, a dollar, and that only the kiosks at Disney parks were moving to three dollars. Ah, so this is where. So this is where the thing comes in, which I found super okay. interesting, but I didn't really think much of it. Right? I was like, okay, it's Disneyland. Uh, of course, they're going to do something like this. You know, whatever. It didn't surprise me, right? But after the call, I was still on the website, and I happened to see. Not happened to. It's not like I'm some investigative journalist. It's right there on their stupid homepage. You can buy the fuel rod kit, the same one in the parks online, direct from the company for $20. Okay. So wait, what is but it otherwise? 30 in the park. Oh. So that leads me to believe that the, that, you know, fuel rods wants to charge a dollar in the parks and Disney goes, no, 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 no. It's going to be three and we're going to take that too. I'm sure. Right. So if you want to save yourself 10 bucks and you're going to go to the parks and you want to use the system, because it is a cool system. I'm going to say that like uh, some of the cast members are, you know, they use it, of course, obviously it's, it's a thing. People like it. It's a cool thing to, to, to implement, but you want to save $10. 
Get it on the Fuel Rods website, and maybe that has changed since I've written this or since I checked on it. But uh, as of this publication, it was twenty bucks for the kit. Save yourself ten bucks before you go on the next trip. Presumably, the the Fuel Rods are the exact same, and they're going to be accepted at the kiosk. I don't know. You might call the website and find out. Call the customer service because they were super helpful, very easy to talk to, uh, quick to answer the phone. Um, I don't know if the barcodes would maybe be different if you bought it from the kiosk or not, but I can't imagine because the whole point of the product is to put it into the kiosk and swap it out. So I can only imagine it's the same exact thing. So you can save ten bucks. The other thing, well, yeah. Here's what I think. <laughs> you know what? I need a new segment now called "Here's What I Think," and it's about you. <laughs> I think that fuel rods should join rocket rods on the ash heap of history. <laughs> Get rid of it. Why well, are we enabling the horrible behavior of millennials, such as yourself? <laughs> You know, why are we, you know, you know I'm well, older than you. What are you to, talking about? To, I want them to struggle. If you're going to post pictures, you're going to put that iPad up while I'm trying to watch wishes or remember dreams come true. And you're going to put that up in front of me. You know what? I want to at least you have to work for it. I don't want you to be able to run over here, recharge it and put it right back up in front of my face. That's right. As, as By the end of the night, I want everyone's devices dead. Spoken like a true childless millennial. Well, you know what? Normally, I would agree with you, Jeremy, but shortly after the price change was announced, uh, on October 25th, to be exact, as you might imagine, a class action lawsuit was filed against Fuel Rod's parent companies, uh, Tricopan Incorporated, and Save Me Batteries North America and related parties, and the uh, lawsuit was a false advertising and misleading advertising, as well as breach of contract violation of the California unfair competition law and violation of the California Consumer Legal Remedies Act. The lawsuit seeks, dig this, $5 million and could include, okay. include, include thousands of potential plaintiffs from sales at kiosks positioned in at Disney Parks, SeaWorld, Universal Studios, and other theme parks. Which I thought was pretty amazing. So they launched the the class action, and then if you want to be a part of it, you contact the thing because, I mean, it is unfair. I I felt duped. I felt it was not really a bait and switch, but like I I bought under false pretenses. This was going away. Had I known that, I would not have purchased this thing. But again, you could just call up and get a refund. (laughs) Like it was, it was really easy. They made it. They made it super easy. But uh, as quickly as it, dum dums didn't think to put somewhere in the fine print, hey, this is subject to change. Like, this is the deal now, but where we we reserve the right to raise the price. I mean, you can't be locked in at the same price for every year, forever. Forever. Who's well, their attorney? <laughs> well, I wonder if it's um, a function. It might be on the website, but at the kiosk, I don't know. Because who's going to read the terms of, of, of service on at a kiosk? At Disneyland, you know what I mean, and it's it's basically straight. It's straightforward. You want to buy a fuel rod, or do you want to exchange a fuel rod? I want to buy one. Okay, it's thirty bucks. Put your card in. Boom, you get a fuel rod, and it says on the the marketing on the thing, unlimited, free, unlimited swapping. So Ooh, right well, there, put an asterisk next to that. Yeah, right. Um, but as quickly as it happened, Jeremy, the decision was reversed. And on November 1st, which was when the price increase was supposed to take place, it was revealed that the price of the swap was going back to being free. Oh. 
Disney released a statement saying, quote, a decision has been made to not implement the $3 portable charge swap fee until further notice. Guests can continue to swap their fuel rod portable chargers using fuel rods owned and operated kiosks at Disneyland Resort for no additional cost at this time. Which I found it very interesting that uh, they are definitely separating themselves from this, even though the vibe that I got from the customer service rep at Fuel Rods was very much this was Disney's decision to do uh, the the increase. And Disney's like, well, we don't own or operate these, so we can't figure, we don't know, without mm-hmm. coming out and saying we didn't really do it. So anyway, you can rest easy, Jeremy, knowing that you will have unlimited streams of power back at your fingertips for your next trip to Disney World. I think it's cool. I, I really, I, I thought it was a neat thing. And if you buy them and you're not going to be back in the park for like six months or whatever, you can recharge it on your computer and take it somewhere too. So it's, you're basically renting uh, a battery pack. It's kind of amazing. You are not going to get me to take a device that's been in God knows how many other people's devices and connect it to my precious computer. Who knows what's living on that? <laughs> Can um, can battery packs store coding like that? I don't want to be the one to find out. I'll t- I'm against it. Here's what I do. Here's how you. Here's how you make it to the end of the day. All right, tell in me. In between, when you're on the ride, put your phone in airplane mode, lower your screen uh, brightness, and let's just be a little more uh, present. I don't know. Yeah, be a little more present. You don't need to be constantly on the phone. Look up from your phone. Enjoy all the beautiful details these Imagineers yeah. work so hard to do instead of enjoying fuel rods. Yeah, I agree with you uh, 100%. I've talked about that from yeah. day one, man. It's um, get off your phones. It was hard yeah. to when we went to Star Wars Land to use the you know the Star Wars you know little game or whatever because you want to experience whatever they're trying to to portray. And it was tough for me because I want to look at stuff and I see these kids or, and adults. It wasn't just like 10-year-old, you know, tweens or whatever. Uh, everybody was – they're on their phone constantly. And granted, they're interacting with their environment in, in a way that they want to do, which is fine, whatever. But to be honest with you, the games for Star Wars Land are boring. I was bored when we went back for this last time. I didn't even take my phone out. I mean, I took my phone out to take pictures, but – I didn't even fire up the app because I don't care. It's, oh, my God, we're solving a, a puzzle to decode the thing to get fake money that I don't even know what it is. Like, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's, there's, no, there's no benefit to me. and uh, I would rather look around, find stuff. There's so much to see in that land, and I forgot. I commented when we walked in. I was like, God, I forgot how really amazing this land actually looks and everyone's just on their phone. It was it just it bothers me. As a grumpy old man, it bothers me. Well, the sign that you walk under when you walk into Disneyland says, "Here you leave today." And you enter the worlds of what? Yesterday, tomorrow and fantasy. So leave sure. today. Right. Get in there and just let today be gone. If you're going on a vacation and you're going to Disneyland, how are you recharging when you're so connected and you're staring at a screen? We stare at screens all the time. You sit on your couch, stare at a screen. Leave today. Do what the sign says. That's right. That's my advice. I was disappointed to when they started releasing like Disney Parks, uh, the the Play app, and then you can when you go to like they had one for Pirates, for example, where you open the app and you push a button to acknowledge that you're about to get on Pirates, and then you go ride the ride. 
And then when you're done, you push a button and then you get a digital achievement, which is a little badge for your phone or whatever. It means nothing. You can't print it. It's not going to do anything. But like, why are you convincing people to miss the best part about the parks, which is the details on the way to the big rides? It, right. It makes, it makes no sense. I don't know, man. Anyway, that's, my, I, that's my first story. I don't, I don't hate a good game of heads up when I'm in a long line. So sometimes you got to do that. I don't even know what that means. It's Ellen's game. Oh, come on. Stop it. Well, you... No, <laughs> I stop. I knew you would hate it. That I is knew the, you would hate this. Honestly, that's the most annoying part about people bringing their phones around is that stupid game because it's it, it flashes in the corner of my eye all the time when they're like, you know, yeah. when you move it down or whatever. You're like, can you... Why don't you talk about uh, little Jimmy's day and uh, our little Bethany's, you know, homework or how her friends or how band is doing something other than an app that someone's making millions of dollars on. Well, I'm going to bring it to the secret show. <sighs> um, okay, that'll be fine. You stay when you go to Disneyland, when you go to Disney, do you tend to stay <laughs> In, you know, on property in the Disney resorts, or do you stay, do you do Airbnb? Do you stay at partner hotels? What do you do? Um, I, all of the above. I've, I've done oh. everything. Um, but I, if I had my druthers, I would mm. stay on the resort all the time. Okay. If I, if I could afford it, I would definitely stay at the resort. It's so much worth it. When you do, have you found them to be up to up to snuff, up to your standards? Because you have very high standards, I find. I really do. Um, and yes, I have. I, I've never had a problem with one of the resort hotels. Maybe once in a while, you get like the bathtub that sort of looks a little funky, like the wallpaper maybe. But for the most part, yeah. I have no... If I'm sta- and I've stayed in some terrible hotels around that park. Let me tell you, when we were going like six or eight times a year, I've stayed at some junkers where you're walking on the, the carpet barefoot and you could feel the texture difference. And you're like, okay, there's something weird right now. I need to shower. <laughs> um, I have no problem walking barefoot on the, on the carpet at the Disneyland Hotel. Okay, well, a British family was horrified on their trip to Walt Disney World earlier this year when they claim they found some shocking things in their room at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. The family of four claimed they shelled out over 10,000 Great British Pounds or about $13,000 for a vacation for their sons, but were shocked to find a dead cockroach. (laughs) And brace yourself, Jason. All right, hold on. Let me stand up so I can sit down again. Yeah, a used uh, prophylactic. <laughs> Stop! I can't. I can't believe it. I don't believe it. It's hard for uh, me to believe. Uh, and that to add insult to that injury, along with dusty corners and exposed wiring what? near the light fixture. I feel like um, they got into a room that was supposed to be closed, and the manager didn't know about it. I mean, that's exposed. What exposed wiring? Hold on, let me. I'm going to Google this because I think you might be putting me on. I'm not. I, I would never lie to you like that. They complained to the front desk and were relocated to another room at the property. But upon checking into that room, the family claimed they found centipedes crawling on the floor. <laughs> this is not their trip. Um, after additional complaints about what they claim were unsatisfactory conditions in their room, Disney moved the family finally to a room at Disney's luxurious Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, the most opulent resort on property. 
which we that's where we stayed for a honeymoon. That's where Taryn wanted to stay, and I, I, I would have rather stayed at the Poly, to be honest with you. That's more my vibe. But uh, the, the Grand yeah. Floridian, it was, to be honest with you, I can't really even remember the room. I remember what I remember oh. is the uh, wine glass full to the brim of rosé that I got, uh, the Yingling that I drank, and the pools that we swam in at like eleven o'clock at night. Like that's really what I remember. Everything else just goes by the wayside. So um, I'm looking at the photos that they posted. Good grief. That is I, – I can't believe that those wires were actually there and all that dust. It, 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 it seems like a, like a gag. It seems fake. It seems like a setup. You're a fa- – first of all, I, I, I don't even know where to begin right now <laughs> because first of all, you are a very fast Googler. If it, I would yeah. still be typing. Well, Second of all, I don't picture you staying at the Grand Floridian because I didn't realize what a baller you were. I don't picture you drinking rosé. Oh, yeah. No, rosé so is great. all just news. Well, you know, for our honeymoon, like I said, we stayed – we went for a honeymoon. And, and uh, yeah. for our wedding, we just asked for money for our honeymoon. So we had the whole trip planned and we just kind of did one of those things. We didn't need stuff. We don't need a new toaster. We didn't need a frying pan set or whatever. We asked for a couple things, but for the most part, it's like, hey, buy us a meal. Buy, uh, you know, put a hundred bucks to our plane tickets or whatever. And so that's what we asked well, for. And uh, that's the only reason, we were, trust me, the only reason we were able to go is because of the generosity of our, uh, you know, 800 people that came to our wedding. Well, I think that's great because you, but that proves again, you are a millennial because they like, ex- they collect experiences, not things. So I'm, I'm impressed. Um, I am older than you, so that means by proxy you are a millennial. Just like you, just have a very millennial attitude, and I like it. <laughs> or I like to say that you do. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, why don't well, you go back to Europe? The couple have <laughs> the couple have two adopted sons with severe autism, and they claim that the boys don't understand the concept of danger and could easily have harmed themselves, particularly on the exposed wiring. For sure, of course. I mean, even if the kids didn't have autism, right, which right. which already – that's I mean, that's an emotional – that's a lot of emotional energy, right, to take care of not even just one kid, uh, autistic child, but two. That's, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. Even just taking care of Alice – who is you know, almost two years old, is a, a draining. I can't imagine how tired these parents are. And they save all this money to give their sons a, a, a trip that they're going to remember and, and, and enjoy. And, um, but even, even as a, as a, you know, a five-year-old without autism, right? I can imagine Alice, she doesn't have a sense of danger. A 10-year-old maybe no. has a, some sense of danger, but I think it's more of just like the age range rather than like, the, you know, I mean, I'm sure the autism doesn't like uh, the autism complicates matters a lot, but any child's not going to have a, um, a a sense of danger to 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 go not put their finger on a wire. Like, what's this thing? It's, it's a fun. This looks like a fun noodle. Well, exactly. And even, you know, I if I were to wake up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. and reach for the lamp and grab a live wire. You know, that's anyone. Anyone could be could fall for that. So, oh, absolutely. Well, and not you know. to not to mention, 
Okay, let's be really basic here. Aesthetically speaking, live wires and exposed <laughs> wires in general, even if they're shielded and plastic, uh, not very attractive to look at. So, and I'm sure it doesn't vibe with whatever. Do you know what uh, resort they were at? Which which hotel? Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. Yeah, there's nothing really Caribbean about exposed wire. Just aesthetically, I paid a bunch of money to be in this fantasy area. The last thing I want to do is know what kind of conduit you're running. <laughs> right. Uh, well, they they claimed that what was intended to be a once in a lifetime holiday for their sons turned into a quote holiday from hell. Um, <laughs> Let's not go that far. Come on, you had to change rooms <laughs> twice. It's fine. Uh, right. So they claim they paid four hundred pounds a night for the room at Caribbean Beach, which I actually don't know how that's possible because that's over four hundred dollars a night, and I don't know. I mean, maybe they got some expanded suite or something, but generally a room there's like two eighty five. So I don't know how that. I would imagine they're. they're uh, I, I would. I would guess, considering their kids have special needs, that they they probably got a suite with a kitchen, something okay. like that, to prepare meals and and store food and stuff like that. So I'm sure they. I'm sure they went all out for that. Uh, one of the one uh, the couple claimed the boys were upset and were screaming and distressed. They did post photos of what they complained about. Um, I I agree with you. Those photos, I saw the photos, and I think you saw the one with the dust in the corner. I'm a little dubious about when you look. It's like they moved the fridge and took a picture behind it. It's like, well, I kind of expect yeah. that maybe behind the mini fridge there might be some dust. They're like I'm not, not going to my mind. Right. Yeah. I would not panic about that, but I feel like, I think that second photo was, was of their new room with behind uh, the fridge. So I feel like oh. when they went to the new room, now you're just, you have a magnifying glass. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're They're ready for anything. anything. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The couple said Disney staff initially refused to refund any more than one night stay, but as things escalated, senior management got involved. <laughs> the, the couple have been foster parents to more than 20 children and have appeared on BBC program Shop Well for Less as they tried to save up the cash for this dream trip. Um, they admitted to the presenters of the show that they regularly spend thousands on making Christmas special for their foster children. Wow. The couple also campaigned for better access to cannabis-based medications um, from England's National Health Service and have appeared on Good Morning Britain to discuss the topic. So here's the thing. Okay. Jeremy, Dis- we're at it. Let's go. A Disney spokeswoman said, because Disney was reached out, they reached out for comment, and Disney said, this family has received compensation from us numerous times over the past five years, and mm-hmm. they continue to return. Regarding their current visit, we believe the guest claims are exaggerated and again took several steps to enhance their vacation. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking at all this, you're, you have the worst luck in the world. If you're finding all of these things wrong in a room, Disney is that bad at their job that there's wires hanging out, there's condoms, there's dead roaches, there's centipedes. And this is <laughs> happening to you every year. Right. And also, so I just, I'm not trying to say that they didn't have a bad room, but they, I can't help but get the feeling that there is some level of publicity seeking on these people's part because they're all over social media. They've been on television multiple times. And now we know that they had a roach in their room at Disney. 
I don't know. I've, I've honestly had a roach in my room at a hotel before. You don't know about it until now because I didn't do anything other than call the front desk and get some points. Like there's something <laughs> else happening here. They were, they, these people were compensated. And as far as I'm concerned, more than enough by yeah. putting, putting them in Disney's top resort. They should have said, thank you very much for writing this. We're not going to now take this to the press. They made right. their dreams come true. Right. I feel like and you're still taking him to task in the press. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. If it were me. OK, the the dust I could I could I could be upset about and I would call the front desk about it because the photos and you guys look at it. Google it online. Look it up. Check it out. It's there's it's pretty egregious dust. The condom. <laughs> I feel like where was that? Was it behind a headboard? Was it in a reasonable place where housekeeping would have missed it? Was it under the mattress? Was it tucked and was it underneath the, the underside of a drawer? I, I, I don't believe that – and accidents happen and people miss stuff. But a used prophylactic, a used, which implies um, it, it – contain it, it it's it's doing its job let's put it that mm-hmm. way yeah um i don't believe that would be missed if it was in a place that was easily accessible so either these people are tearing the room apart trying to find stuff which i think that they were especially in the second room like you said they moved the fridge to look behind it just never right. just don't do that <laughs> it's, it's disneyland or it's disney world don't move stuff to figure out how it works is it is it dusty behind this thing that never gets moved what do you care? Are you sleeping back there? Is it? I mean, it's warm, but come on. It also seems like they were once reality stars, and their stars sort of faded, and they just wanted a bump. You know what I mean in their popularity. So they, they, I feel like they did exaggerate some stuff. Potentially, they took off the cover of a lamp to to find the wire. Who knew? Anything could happen, but it definitely seems like we're used to being a uh, to to getting paid attention to, and we haven't been paid attention to in a while. So mm-hmm. what can we do about that? Yeah. I, uh, it's just the fact that this seems to be a recurring problem for them. Yeah. So either they have the worst luck in the world or there's a reason, it, there's a reason why bad luck finds you, I think, sometimes. And on the, if, if, if it's been five years and every year you go back and they have to put you at the Grand Floridian every time. Go back. And, don't um, go back. I, I also – don't go back. And I do also think that if they didn't make – if Disney didn't do right by you – then yes, you go to the press, you publicize it, you get you 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 put them on blast. But they did what they're supposed to do. They made it right. They they yeah. they compensated you for it. Say thank you, and you move on with life. Yeah. Um, this does occur against uh, a backdrop. Uh, back in 2017, Disney did reorganize their housekeeping organization in Florida. After guest complaints about cleanliness at the Disney resorts, the contrast was made more stark with the opening of the Four Seasons Resort at Disney World as the well-known luxury resort offers high-end premium accommodations that are often priced lower than what Disney charges for its deluxe resorts, which I can tell you, hotel for hotel at Disney Resort, apart from its location, does not offer anything. I've stayed at the Contemporary. I haven't stayed at the Grand Floridian, but the Contemporary is not... (laughs) <laughs> the fourth season <laughs> in terms of luxury. Right. Um, and they hired a wave of new housekeepers as well as managers across its resorts. So uh, this was, you know, at least ostensibly recognized by the company as a problem because they did have to make a major reorganization two years ago about it. 
Um, unfortunately, this British couple <laughs> found found the cracks in their plan. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> for them, if it's true or if it's not yeah, exaggerated, even a little bit. So, I mean, look, I would be upset if I saw if I if I found a bunch of dust in my room, especially you're paying, you know, what what, what is four hundred pounds? Four fifty. U.S. something like that, higher than that, four seventy five probably. That's a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I don't want dust yeah. anywhere, at all. So if I found that, that'd be enough to piss me off. Um, right. All the other stuff, I, I feel like you don't need to go to go that route. But maybe, maybe they felt that they needed to escalate their scam if it is a scam because of how many times it sounds like they've been compensated for dumb stuff. Also, hey guys. Next time you travel to any Disney resort, bring a bag of dust. Sprinkle it everywhere. <laughs> and then call the front desk. This is unacceptable. And then you yeah. get you get upgraded. Don't do that. I'm just well, I'm a, I don't want to be too hard on them. I'm going down to Disney World this weekend, and now I'm afraid that karma is going to get me for judging these people, and I'm going to find a little more than I bargained for. Uh, well, don't go looking. That's my... Uh, I'm nervous. That's my... That's yeah. My, <laughs> you, just, you make a beeline. You go in, advice. you get in the bed, you don't look. That's right. And you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I actually sleep three inches above the top cover. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a... Yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, um, in other lawsuit news, Jeremy, let's go back to lawsuits for a second. Disney Streaming Services. I'm sure you've never heard of that company, but you could probably guess at what they do. They uh, you know, do ESPN+, Plus, Disney+, Plus, and all the other plussing that needs to be done. Um, well, they're being sued by a former employee who is arguing that his phone and computer, now dig this, was hacked by the company, and the information gained from that hack was used to harass him over his forthcoming parental status. Oh, my word. Yeah, th- it seems very uh, crazy, but let's just dig into it uh, a little bit. Uh, Steven Van Soren worked as a uh, product designer at BAM Tech and Disney Streaming Services. So uh, Disney bought BAM Tech, which I guess does a lot of like uh, baseball Stuff Anyway, they sort of rolled that into the ESPN Plus and all that kind of stuff. So it's all Disney streaming service. From August 2016 until he was fired on May 6th of this year, per his complaint. The lawsuit alleges that while he worked for Disney streaming services, he was forced to experience, quote, a work environment displaying a pattern and practice of discrimination and evidence of discriminatory animus, specifically because of his spouse's pregnancy. Around June 2018, quote, numerous company personnel, quote, discussed and referenced matters that the plaintiff had only discussed at home with his spouse and or viewed through his Google Chrome Internet browser, which led Van Soren to conclude that his system had been accessed illegally and without his permission. Wow. Which, I mean... If you're gonna if you're gonna hack into someone's private life, I feel like the best move isn't to then drop comments to let them know about that. It's supposed to be a secret, man. Um, well, so that's my question. Okay, so they got this information, but how did he? How, were they like, we know you're pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> which, what al- was, what, what? which also, like, like you know, if it was even just that, it's like, who cares? Like, you found, oh, you just assume my wife's pregnant because maybe you saw her at the company picnic and she looked that she gained a little bit of weight. Like, y- who cares, right? But 
it sounds very conspiratorial, but uh, you know, if you read more of of the lawsuit, uh, apparently Van Sorgen had not told anyone at Disney that he was having a kid, but claimed that his boss, who is senior director of UX and design, uh, Brian McConnell, in an unrelated conversation, something totally unrelated to the fact of having kids or fatherhood or anything like that, he said, uh, quote, uh, the, the lawsuit says, uh, blurted out to the plaintiff, Maybe you shouldn't have a kid. The implication what? there is, of course, how did McConnell know that sort that Van Sorn was was having a kid? And look, that's pretty weird, but it's it could be totally coincidental. I think I've said that to to a few people too. Like maybe you shouldn't have kids, man. You don't seem like you're you're ready right. for it, or you're not in the same area, or you might not just not even be in that headspace to to want to parent a child or whatever, right? Like I would right. love to know the context of that conversation. Exactly, because that comment could just be given as a general advice for the future going forward. Like maybe you shouldn't buy a house. Maybe you aren't a good driver. You know, yeah, you for don't sure. have to necessarily be doing that. Yeah, like if you tell me a story about how you flipped off somebody and got super agitated and then had to like take a breath and couldn't catch your breath, I would say well, maybe you shouldn't drive. But right. that doesn't mean that I've hacked into your account to to read your Google history about uh, you know public transportation and how to sell your car and get around in New York without a car. You know what I mean? Like this. Um, but anyway, uh, it gets better than that. So another oh. example of this claimed uh, hacked information is that he was using his phone to research uh, rumors of carcinogens in food at Subway before getting lunch. So already I don't like this guy because come on. Uh, apparently, shortly after this search, and shor- shortly after he, he got lunch at Subway, a senior product designer at Disney Streaming Services told Van Soren that, quote, if you're worried about carcinogens, then you shouldn't eat at Subway. What? Again, I would love to know the context, because were they talking about carcinogens? Did he mention um, being uh, healthy? Because you don't know if this senior product designer saw you coming out of Subway as he drove by or saw you at your desk eating Subway or saw you throw a wrapper away or ran into a colleague who had mentioned, uh, yeah, Van Soren's going to Subway. He didn't even offer me a sandwich or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's there's different ways to figure out that information. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you were hacked but also Subway was really in the news about a year or two ago yeah. for having carcinogens in their bread. And there was something like, oh, whatever you – if you like the same stuff that's in the sole of your sneakers is basically like their leavening yeah. agent. Like, yeah. It was a whole thing because I remember I used to get Subway almost every day for lunch and it was a thing. So someone could be like, hey, Jeremy, if you don't want to get cancer, you better stop eating there or you shouldn't eat there. Right. So it, because, but then that – sort of paired with the pregnancy talk it it does it it does seem a little <laughs> a little crazy although i imagine uh, disney streaming services is a giant company i think actually i i i looked it up online they have like 1500 employees or whatever so you're going to run into random conversations that if you're looking hard enough and you're paranoid enough you're going to find connections to your own personal life if you think, and especially if you start thinking that someone has hacked into your computer, then you're going to be more hyper aware. Like the people in, in, in your story, where you move to the other room, you have a magnifying glass out. 
you're looking at everything. I feel like this guy right. was sort of doing that with his, uh, you know, with his conversations with his coworkers. Apparently, well, though, this is also the yeah. thing. Like, I, I work in an office most days of the week, and I don't know. Maybe not everyone's like me, but I announce everything I'm doing. I'm like, <laughs> guys, I'm getting chicken noodle soup today. Uh, I'm at the copy. Like, I t- everyone knows what I get, what I did last night, how I cooked it. Every, all day long, I am a, just a, a, a never-ending babble of, of info that no one wants to hear. You know, this I'm, guy must be a lot different than me. Yeah, oddly enough, I don't, I, I don't imagine that. I, I can't understand that you would do that. <laughs> um, Van Soren was continually harassed, apparently, not only about the birth of his child, but it sounds like just in general. Some examples of language that was thrown at him include senior employees saying... Uh, quote, beep, you, Steve, calling him the, quote, tallest midget and saying that <laughs> and saying that, quote, this this is the, the icing on the cake, dude. Quote, everything he said was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> OK. All right. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe this. This is not. Does this happen in corporate America? Not even corporate America, bro. Disney. This is a Disney-owned company, and apparently yeah. he he approached HR. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind just picturing people going. You know, everything you say, Steve, is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not really even an insult, but it sort of is. But it's just. I don't know, man. It puts you on the back foot. You're like, what? I don't. Why would you even? You're a grown adult. Why would you even say that, Steve? Beep you. Like the the interactions he's describing. I I agree with you. I feel like I don't believe it now. And I did when I was writing this. I'm like, oh man, Steve's getting uh, smeared at work. That's this is gonna be a great story. But it just sort of seems like he's defensive anyway. But if you're quoting an employee that said that everything you said was quote stupid. Um, either either he they're they're right, or yeah they're harassing you. But I don't know. Anyway, anyway apparently he went to HR and they didn't do anything about it. And then well, and I'm then not he got sure fired. that saying someone what someone says is saying like everything you say is stupid is a fireable offense at most companies. No, but I, I do I, think that telling yeah. someone that they're the tallest midget poses a few problems. <laughs> If that's true. Well, and someone said the F word to him. You're going to go to HR about that? Like, really, bro? I see the F word all day long at work. Yeah. F you, Steve. Really? You're going to run to, you're going to, run to HR? You know, now, <laughs> now, now I hate this guy. I, I was on his side. Uh, no, man. Come on. You know, everyone deserves the F word every now and then. He doesn't go to Subway. He, <laughs> he won't tell you that he's expecting... I, I don't know. That's the other side too. Like, trust this guy. yeah, why? Like, for, where does all this sort of like come into play? Like, it, what's he googling? That it, again, I don't really know how to approach this this topic because now that we're talking about it, it, it seems much more complex because <laughs> you're expecting a child. Why? See again, what am I trying to say? What's the impetus for them hacking him? Do they just not like him and they want to get dirt on him? And then they figured out, oh, he's expecting a kid. And let's, and let's spread it around the office. 
if if these conversations and these things that he's looking up are getting back to him, but the hack isn't, that's the disconnect for me. It's you would have figured it's it's like people who who uh, you know conspiracy theorists in general like uh, JFK was you know the government was behind it and you know, all Bush did nine eleven all this kind of stuff right QAnon whatever these things they would come out <laughs> you know what i mean the, the 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 players or at least people associated with the things that you think happened in this particular manner it would have come out by now this thing would have come out by now the hack would have come out by now water cooler talk people talk about stuff hey we hacked uh, the swedes you know computer and check this out he was researching you know yellow hand towels and what a weirdo it would have come out by now and the fact that it hasn't Everything else is just sort of coincidence, and then he just sounds like not a fun guy to work with. Right. Like, what was their big plan? To hack him and then taunt him with Subway? Yeah, right. Until, oh, he, until he quits. And then, like, really screw with his mind like that. Like, you know what will really get him? Yeah. Let's tell him that we know about Subway, oh, even though we really shouldn't. I have a devil. Feeling- Maybe I do more in my phone, but I have a feeling that there was probably worse things that they could have found on Steve than – his subway habits and the fact that his wife was pregnant. Yeah, like, I agree. You know, I'm sure he had that phone in the bathroom, like, a, you know, when he was using it. You know, everybody looks up news when they're in the bathroom. For sure. We all do it, right, Jason? That's right. Exclusively news. I, I look up nothing else in the bathroom but news. And when I'm done what with the news, then I leave. Twitter during lunch? No, I don't. I don't so, touch this Twitter guy here. I just don't get – I just feel like if this was their plan, they're terrible. <laughs> I agree. Oh, man, he figured us out. <laughs> yeah, Is there it, any more to this? No, that's it. Like was there any evidence of this hacking? Um, just uh, anecdotal anecdotal, you know, conversation. And so I tried to look up the case yeah. number and stuff and I had to pay like 50 bucks. I'm like, I'm not going to do that, dude. It's not worth it. But uh, I really do want to read the lawsuit and figure out what's going on. I, I want to – keep track of it because it it seems crazy it seems crazy but then also crazy stuff happens all the time i can only you know imagine that he probably does have some weird ass co-workers who'd be like let's just see if we can hack like what does steve do on his phone all day let's just see if we can figure it out and you just kind of like you know brute force his uh password into oh my god we're in oh my god let's check it out but again, that would have come out because you're going to tell somebody. If you're telling Steve, essentially, that uh, we know you're pregnant, you're going to tell somebody that you hacked his phone. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I mean, I, I do want you to follow this and keep me apprised. <laughs> okay, I'll try to do that. Um, anyway, that's it. all I got. That's it. That's my second story. Okay. Well, I have another one. All right, let's go. My second story. You know, on this show, then ears up, we often complain – about the ever-increasing crowds at Disney Land and Walt Disney World. Okay, thank you. Yes, right? Yes. Yes, you're right. I've heard it said on Years Up that nowadays there isn't even any downtime. When people write in, like, when, you know, when's a good time to go? And it's like, no, it's just the parks are just always at peak, right? Correct. Well, there is one park that could be best known over the last few months as the emptiest place on Earth. Do you know what I'm talking about? My heart. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, no. I'm talking about I'm talking about Hong Kong Disneyland. Oh, okay. 
They have seen attendance plummet in recent months as protests in Hong Kong have continued with no end in sight for over five months now. Um, And those protests in some cases have been turning more violent as the Chinese government struggles to regain control and restore peace. So I don't know, have you been following the story at all? Um, No, I have not been following it, but I am aware of it slightly. Well, just a little, a quick background. Protests in the city of Hong Kong began in June against proposals to allow extradition of suspected criminals to mainland China, where they would face China's criminal justice system instead of Hong Kong's, potentially undermining the city's judicial independence and endangering dissidents. So the the residents of Hong Kong are not happy about that. Um, And uh, even though China rescinded that, yeah. Um, protests have gained international attention and grown increasingly violent. And while that's been happening, tourism across the city has dropped, um, receiving 2.3 million fewer viewer, fewer visitors in the month of August. And that, of course, has impacted Disney's 14-year-old resort, which had, until these protests, been experiencing significant growth after investment from the Walt Disney Company initiated a turnaround Hmm. in the once-fledgling park that saw attendance increase by over 8% in 2008 after a two-year drop. Sorry, say that again? I was saying that's big. That's 8% is pretty good, man. 8% is a lot, but it was on the back of a two-year drop of 20% in 2015. (laughs) That's a lot. God damn. Yeah. No, just just shy of twenty percent, I should say. I think if, um, if we ever had a twenty percent drop in like listeners to the show, I I would I would just walk out into the ocean. I would pull. I would <laughs> I would pack my pockets full of sand and just walk. I, I I I wouldn't be able to take it. It would be sad. Let's hope this isn't the episode that starts that. Yeah, I feel like it might be though. <laughs> the decline. <laughs> <laughs> the decline in tourists is all over Disneyland. Um, it can see, be seen all over Disneyland. Inside Hyperspace Mountain, the winding fence path meant to accommodate a long line has been largely empty. Some tourists on It's a Small World have been spotted with the boat all to themselves. Wow. Hong Kong Disneyland annual pass holder Eunice Sui said, quote, Before June, you generally queue for 30 minutes for each ride. But for the last few times that she had visited since July, we've been here uh, about two to three times every time. It's about five to six minutes to wait for a ride. I can only hope. I can only wish and dream that that would happen at Disneyland. It would be amazing. She continued, there are certainly less people. She estimates that there are 60% less visitors in that park. (laughs) What does she know? I mean, she's an annual pass holder, but I mean, come on. She's taking attendance. You don't question Eunice, all right? That's true. I'll, you can talk about Steve, the uh, shortest <laughs> giant. What is he? The tallest? The shortest giant, yes. <laughs> shortest I feel like it's much a less offensive term than the shortest midget. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're supposed to be. I think midget, it's no, no longer yeah. a term So, honestly, the tallest giant. I think that's great. Yeah. Well, we'll no, that's that. the reverse. The shortest giant. How about that? Yeah. Uh so if you're looking for a Disneyland-style park with no wait times, now might be the time to visit Hong Kong. In fact, according to Newsweek, despite reports of vandalism and violence, accounts on the ground actually show that it is quite safe for tourists. Several countries, including the U.S. State Department, have issued travel advisories recommending increased caution, but none have discouraged people from visiting entirely. Instead, they just suggest that visitors should avoid large groups of people or demonstrations. Uh, so 
that's it. If you want to, if you are looking for to get rid of crowds and you want to go to a Disneyland style park, Hong Kong is the place to go. And um, with a twelve percent decrease in airport traffic um, at that airport, I would expect that flights are probably a lot cheaper there as well. Yeah, so you can get there. Flights and hotels. Yeah. For Flights, sure. hotels, and you can have your, have your run of the place. And I yeah. think they're still showing Paint the Night. No. <laughs> yeah, that, so. I mean, that is good advice. It's stay away from the protests and you're going to be fine. Right. This is kind of in, in general. Whenever you're visiting a foreign country, if there's a protest, walk the other way. Yeah, it's generally well advised. I mean, that was this is the thing about the other parks. I got onto a Disneyland Paris kick a few years ago when its attendance was really lagging. Yeah. And you can't I mean, it's so amazing. Even now you go there in February, I mean you freeze to death, but it's like, <laughs> wow, this is so great. We can do whatever we want and you don't wait on any line. So uh now's the time. Go to Hong Kong, guys. That's right. But well, just be careful. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in Disneyland. And that's, it. that's my news. No, I love it. In Disneyland, you know, you, if you if you see a ride that's twenty minutes, you're like, oh, okay, that's a good that that's good, it's good, right. and it shouldn't be that way, but that's where we are. But we'd get spoiled because then you come back and you're like, I don't want to wait in twenty minutes. I'm used to five. Yeah, that's true. That's the only reason so. I would never go to uh, Hong Kong. Yes, I knew. I knew there would be one reason. Yeah. I'm glad we found it. That's true. Um, okay, well, let's get out of here, Jeremy. We've been here for let's a long go. time. We're done. Yeah. Yeah, we brought we the done. news to the masses, and I, I really appreciate that. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we are doing our three-hour Christmas show spectacular on December 14th. Jeremy will be in my studio, in my home, and some would say in my heart. Well, your your heart won't be empty for long once I get out there. <laughs> That's right. We're going to have a good time. We're going to do that. We're going to do a two-hour secret show. And uh, I've already talked to Brad, our bartender, our guest bartender, is coming back. Brad? Brad's coming back. And uh, I think we're going to have six drinks over the two hours. And last time we were doing it, I think there were like two, maybe four ounces. I don't think we need to go to that low because we were doing, I think... I think we did a three-hour secret show then. We're only doing a two-hour now. Um, but we maybe maybe we'll do six ounces. Who knows of drinks? Yeah, well, we had uh, did we do eight or ten drinks? It was a lot. We did ten. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. We're going to have uh, Maddie and Brittany, our social media uh, uh, gals. And Maddie was, uh, I think actually they were both on the uh, Disney College program show that we did a few months back yes anyway though the they're great they're both coming up for the show that's exciting so they'll be in studio and it's just it's a different vibe when everyone's in the studio i'm sort of more on my game and uh you know i could play off people so i think we're all gonna have a really good time i think it's gonna be a great show uh if you're a patreon supporter the logo for that show is posted on Patreon right now, so go check it out, along with uh, the most recent secret show that's out. And you can hear uh, Bev complain and talk to uh, her husband, Sam, because they don't know where he calls her because uh, he doesn't know where the remote to the Amazon Fire Stick is or whatever it is. And it's a, it's just a, it's a good time. I don't know. That sounds like some compelling radio right there. <laughs> it's funny because Bev is like, she just gets super exasperated. And it's like, the guy's just calling you to ask where something is. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> She's just calling you. What do you want to, I don't know. 
Anyway, um, thank you, Jeremy, for taking the time to uh, write some stories. I hope everyone had a good time listening to this show. If you are catching this at the release date, we're going to be recording live November 14th. Everyone's going to be in studio. We're going to be doing our Ears Up show. I believe we're probably going to be talking about uh, sort of revamping our must-hits and must-misses kind of a thing. The last time we did something like that, it was like 2013. A lot has changed in the parks. Yeah, it's time to update that. Yeah, so we're going to do that. So anyway, uh, we'll catch you guys on the 14th. We'll catch you guys on December 14th as well uh, for our Christmas special. I think it'll be a good time. It'll be a lot of fun. Jeremy, I'm looking forward to seeing you and giving you your shorts back. Yeah. Oh, I've been wanting, getting those shorts back. I'm dying for those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And until next time, we will see you uh, maybe in Hong Kong Disney. Who knows?